We were paragliding through the Swiss Alps, past waterfalls and even eye level with the north face of Mount Jungfrau. And I just couldn't shake the feeling that I was so incredibly lucky. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Hello, I'm Hillary Halton, and you're listening to Travel FOMO, and I am here with my husband and my fellow bucket lister, Jamin. What's up? And today we are going to a place that really gives me a lot of energy when I think of it, Interlaken, Switzerland. It is active, it's a sporty city, very outdoorsy, extreme sports are really popular in this area, mm-hmm. paragliding, skydiving, base jumping, extreme hiking, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, all the outdoor extremists. Oh yeah. For sure. (laughs) It was a lot of fun to get there. I'd never been to Switzerland before. You were really excited to go back. Yeah. Um, We got in by train from Innsbruck. So we came in from Austria. It was surprisingly busy in Bern. So we had to train. We had to change trains in Bern. And we were on a really tight turnaround. I think we had like five minutes. Which was not very much when you think of how busy that train station was and how far we had to go. Yeah, it was very busy, a, a larger train station packed full of people and you don't know where you're going to have to go. Like you don't know what platform you're coming into or yeah. what platform you have to go to until you get there. Yeah. So it's like get off the train, go find a kiosk where you can see which platform you need and then go. We were running. Yeah. I remember running. Yeah, I do too. It was pretty pretty hectic and crazy. The train was really packed. Mm-hmm. Um, Swiss trains, by the way, always ask for our passport. That's right. Important note for travelers. Yeah. Yeah, they want to see your passports. And other countries didn't care so much. And I'm sure there's some kind of union or whatever, you know, like European Union kind of thing associated with that. But Swiss, they took it very seriously. They want to see our passport every time. Yeah. And they were going to verify that the name on your passport matched the name on your ticket. Yeah. So you needed to have everything available, which the first couple of times my passport was like not in my like day bag, but it was in like my suitcase bag. So yeah. I had to dig it out and stuff. So learned pretty quickly, like keep that passport with you when you're in Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we were, I like, I remember... We were wondering, like, which train station do we get off of Right. when we yeah. arrive into Interlaken? And we ended up um, it being best for us to go to Interlaken West, which mm-hmm. was perfect. Yeah. Because we got really close to our Airbnb. It was a short walk, and it was, like, super charming, and it was just awesome like yeah it's yeah. just such a a fun fun little place um and so we were walking to our airbnb and i will never forget the gorgeous views and then like you walk up to this airbnb and it's called Sh- city chalet they were really welcoming too they had like a personalized sign with our name on it oh, yeah. so when we kind of walked up it was like all very personal we didn't even have to interact with anybody though it felt very private you just kind of like get your instructions then you follow all the signs that have your name on it to your room uh, to your uh, part of the the cabin and um uh, I remember it reminded me of a lot of the snow skiing cabins that I've stayed in with my family, especially on the inside, because like you come in and there's like a lot of 
um, exposed wooden beams yeah, and mm-hmm. um, there were in the bedroom there's really big vaulted ceilings which is not what I would expect from a bedroom um, but uh, the kitchen kind of had like some really low <laughs> ceilings like <laughs> but but in the bedroom it was like these huge vaulted ceilings and and we actually we use that kitchen a lot um, in fact the first night you made ravioli for us yeah ravioli dinner right. it was um, you guys Switzerland is one of the most expensive countries. Pretty pricey, yeah. Yeah, so we went to the grocery store and picked up food, and like ravioli was probably like crazy expensive. It was, yeah. <laughs> but it was still more affordable than going out to eat all the time. Yeah. So we did that a lot in Switzerland. We like ate at home. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of cooking and eating at home in Switzerland. To, yeah. So that we could be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um. And speaking of like things that cost a lot of money, like I remember at one point we bought a bottle of sunscreen and it cost around 15 to $20 average for mm-hmm. any, any of the sunscreen you see there. That's about how much it cost. And then I accidentally bought two bottles. So, yeah. oh my gosh. You were, you were debating which one to get with your like decisions, decisions mindset. Yeah. And, um, you couldn't, uh. You couldn't come to an agreement with yourself until the very end, and then you forgot to put the other one back. Yes. So we spent like $40 on sunscreen. I was so perturbed. But I remember one of them smelled horrible. Oh, yes. And But you were bound and determined that you weren't going to throw it I was going to use them all. But then, like, I ended up getting rid of both of them, I think. Like, I was like, no, no. They just, like, they weren't any good. (laughs) Oh, man. That was crazy. It was just like, what are the odds that I would buy two when I, like, don't even want to spend that much money on one of them? (laughs) But, um, yeah. And then the next day, this happened. I feel so lucky. This is so crazy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that was Hillary midst paragliding through the Lauterbrunnen Valley. That is the sound of sheer joy. (laughs) (laughs) Like a huge, like bucket list thing for you, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. Especially, I mean, like I'd, when my sister and I came, I mm-hmm. saw that and I thought, wow, that's so cool. And then during COVID, I watched a lot of YouTube and saw <laughs> Louder Brunnen Valley. And I was like, that place is incredible. And then I saw people paragliding through it. And there's all these waterfalls, tons of waterfalls. And you can paraglide right up next to these waterfalls. And you can like, I mean... And I was just like, that looks incredible. I have to do that. And lo and behold, one day my husband says, my husband says, let's quit our jobs and travel the world. And <laughs> let me take you to Paraglide in Lauterbrunnen. <laughs> it, uh, it was crazy. Like definitely a highlight of not only Switzerland, but our whole trip just sure. in general such a beautiful place and we got to go walk through Lauterbrunnen so it was a short train ride from Interlaken the weather was absolutely beautiful which we had rescheduled like we were a little worried about getting yeah. rained out and so you had called and like moved us back right a day or up a day I can't remember yeah which. I think I moved us up a day yeah right. so it was like let's get us on the good day for good weather yeah so um we got to go and we 
we walked around Lauterbrunnen, like the city and just kind of up and down the valley. All of these waterfalls, half of them, the water doesn't even make it all, all the way to the ground. And it's this valley in between these two sheer, just like straight up cliffs. Yeah. And just so beautiful and green cows with like big bells on them walking around everywhere. Snow capped mountains. Yeah. And like in Switzerland, um, if you're hiking in Switzerland, they do this really cool thing where farmers will put like a, a fridge or something out close to the road. And it's kind of an honor system thing where you can buy cheese or milk or other products that that farm produces. You can buy it straight from the farm right there. And so when you're hiking around Switzerland, you see those kind of everywhere. We saw a lot of those. Yeah, that was so cool. We didn't actually get any fresh cheese or milk or anything like that. And looking back, I'm like, I would totally have done that. I I really wish we'd done that just for the sheer experience of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do too. We had, we'd bought so many groceries. I think we were, we told ourselves like we can't spend any more money on anything, but I yeah. wish we had just bought some cheese and, yeah and eaten it or, or whatever. But the paragliding was incredible. It cost us about 600 bucks yeah. to do it for both of us. Uh, we went with airtime paragliding. Definitely recommend them. They pick you up by a van and then they take you uh, up to this, these cable cars where you hop on a cable car. Um, so if you can think of a gondola and, you know, ski resorts and stuff like that, it's just like that. You're basically just hopping on a cable car and you are going up way further than you probably would hike. <laughs> <laughs> right. They were super, super encouraging. And the you met up with your your person that you'd be paragliding with. And rode up the funicular with them and they're making conversation, like laughing and joking. And they could, I think they're a very good judge of like who's nervous and who's really excited and who they need to like kind of calm them down a little bit or like who they need to kind of be like, hey, you're going to be fine. Or they were just really good at all that kind of stuff. I will say it's a daunting thing when you're standing on on the side of the mountain and your guy's like, okay, here we're going to go. Like, we're just going to walk together and we're going to walk really quickly and basically walk off the side of this mountain. It's a scary thing. And I think for me, I thought that those nerves would kind of stay the whole time that it would be scary the whole time. But really once you take off, you kind of sit back in this little seat and your guide is handling everything. He's flying everything. And you really just enjoy it. And it, it's it's spectacular. Yeah, it's awesome. So what was the hardest part for you? Um, I think just like putting on all the gear and like walking off, walking off the edge. I think that that just initial like, okay, here we're here we go. Like, I'm going to walk toward this edge and hope that hope that everything works appropriately yeah my guy was like okay we're gonna start running and you're not gonna stop and we'll be in the air and you will still be running yeah you just keep running I was like okay so we did and then I like I got in the air and I felt like um oh man there's like an old school movie with Jimmy Stewart where he's like up in the air it's like flubber or something he's like riding a bike in the air or something (laughs) that's what I felt like I felt like um like I was just like 
riding a bike in the air and just keep running, running, running. And, um, but I think they know that we may lift off the ground for a second, but you got to keep running because we might not completely take off. And so you just have to keep running, keep running until I tell you we're good. And, um, yeah, I would say the hardest part for me was, um, hanging out. My gosh, the like (laughs) 60 seconds. It was, it was probably just like two or three minutes. Yeah. It was probably just two or three minutes on top of this really steep mountain, Mm -hmm. like waiting for something to happen. And I was just like, that was the hardest part for me (laughs) was just not doing anything at all. Just Um, the anticipation. Yeah. Just like, like all my nerves have nowhere to go. Mm, And, um, at least originally we were like hiking, you know, we got, came up to the cable cars and we hiked up some more that exhorted a little energy that nervous energy Mm -hmm. but whenever we were like just sitting there waiting for something to happen i was like oh gosh i might not do this if we keep sitting here what uh what surprised you the most about it um i would say it was just it was easier than i expected yeah like there was just it was really effortless on my part um and they were really, really qualified to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I was really impressed with how, like, you could just tell these guys have been doing this forever. Mm-hmm. They've been, and even if they, they haven't been doing it forever, they've done it a million times. Yeah. And it's going to be okay. And it's going to be fun. And I was, yeah, I was surprised too. Like, maybe not surprised, but truly the lingering feeling for me was just like, I, I feel so fortunate i feel so lucky i cannot believe i'm getting to do this i can't believe i cannot believe i'm doing this yeah and i just giggled i giggled and i laughed the entire time <laughs> like oh my gosh i was so so happy yeah. yeah what about you um i think for me i was surprised at how how long we were in the air or how long it felt okay like i knew before we went into it time wise like how long it would last. I think it's, it was what, like 20 minutes that you're in the air or something like that. I was just surprised. I thought that we would kind of go out and then glide, glide kind of back and forth, but pretty much just down. But you go out and they, they come close to the cliffs and catch up drafts. And so you go way back up mm-hmm. and then you come down some more and they'll catch another one. You go back up again. And I was just kind of amazed by that I wasn't expecting that yeah yeah it was it was just awesome it was a lot of fun yeah it really was and like I will say I was surprised at how close we could get to each other and how close we could get to like the mountains Mm -hmm. I was like my gosh that's crazy like like I almost could have reached out like at one point well you could have reached out. You were kind of above me. Yeah. And they knew that we were flying, quote, unquote, flying together. Mm-hmm. And um, so they would bring us as close together as possible. And we could, like, yell at each other and talk to each other. And then, like, at one point, you were so close that I think you probably could have yeah, touched we us. Yeah, we were right above you. And we could have, like, with our feet, we could have touched your your parachute flying through the air oh my gosh (laughs) and i mean this valley you guys really need to google well actually don't google it just go like watch our video (laughs) (laughs) but 
Louder Brunnen Valley is just outside of Interlaken, Switzerland. So this is all kind of a part of our trip to Interlaken. And Louder Brunnen Valley is the stuff of legends. Like it is gorgeous. Yeah. And these cliffs are so steep and so white with like bright green vegetation on them. Like it's just, it's so beautiful. And all the cows in the valley too. <laughs> right. Had these massive cowbells on them, like these big bronze cowbells. And these cows were massive too. But that just really stands out to me. And like we got some video of some of the cows too down there. But then also just like you see that a lot in people's pictures and stuff of that valley. But man, that valley is like, it's gorgeous. Got all those waterfalls and everything is just amazing. We were like still shaking in our boots by the time we got back to the chalet. We were like, yeah. it was, our adrenaline was pumping for a while after that. It, it really is something that like just like stays with you for yeah. the rest of the day. Yeah. And one of the things that we had like scheduled to do that day was to get online. And we had been doing some marriage counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I know a lot of you guys can relate to this. Like you have to work on your marriage and we've been married, oh, 13 years. Yep. And like, it's not all been easy. Some of it has been very hard. And I know a lot of you guys can relate to that. And it has taken a lot of us investing in each other and investing in our relationship. And this was an instance where we were like, we're not going to. We're not going to do counseling every week while we're gone. One, we don't have jobs to pay for it. <laughs> and two, um, we're going to be traveling. It's going to be really hard. But we did want to do it at least once. And uh, and we love our marriage counselor. He's so, so great. Yeah. Um, and so we we scheduled this time with him and so we got back and we were still kind of like crazy in our heads about like this like I just jumped off a mountain <laughs> and um but and and even the internet connection wasn't so great um we ended up doing mostly an audio session instead yeah. of like a full zoom camera and everything but um but we'd been doing this for like over a year mm -hmm. and it was um this was the longest we'd ever gone without a session and yeah. we knew, or in that time period, mm -hmm. and we knew that it was important to us. And, um, and surprisingly, or maybe not so surprisingly, like conflict arises while you're traveling, you know, cause you yeah. get in stressful situations stress, yeah. on a, on a regular basis. And how well are you at handling stress with your spouse or how well are you at, how good are you at handling your spouse's stress? You know, you might be, you might feel like you can handle your own stress and maybe you can, maybe you can't. Um, but can you handle the, their stress and how they respond to stress? And so there was just a lot of things along the way that um, by the time we got to talk to him, it was like, it was really good. It felt really healthy <laughs> and it was a good investment, I think, in our relationship to like pause and remember what matters even while we were traveling Yeah, to make time for something that's important. Um, yeah, I think so too. It was good to talk to him and just kind of help reground. And, you know, you hear somebody who knows you and knows your situation and can ask you some questions to make you think about yourself and how you're handling things, how you're processing things. And I, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And we'd specifically planned it around this time because we knew we'd be, it would be the week 
of Hollis's, um, our, our daughter, mm. who had passed away after six days, we knew it would be the anniversary of her, her five-year birthday, basically. Yeah. Um, it'd be the anniversary week, and it was like, man, like, that's, we don't know how that week is going to be. Let's schedule some time so that we can pause and um, reflect on what really matters and stuff. And I'm so glad we did. Was, yeah. It was yeah, really it was- it was really good and yeah. a nice, um, a nice way to kind of end that day and sort of wrap things up and, you know, have, have a nice session and then just get to chill out after, after a really exciting day. Yeah. And rest because the next day we did not rest. <laughs> no. We did a hardcore hike. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. And originally we were going to go up to Grindelwald, uh, something that we wanted to do, but we would have had to buy train ticket and then take another cable car would have been like $60 a person. And so the hike that we wanted to do, we were like, ah, that might be too expensive for us. And so we're just going to stick closer. And I think there was, there was some weather that was supposed to roll in. And so we thought, well, we don't want to spend a bunch of money and then not get, get rained out of a hike. So we decided to do a free hike Mm -hmm. um, that we did there from, Interlochen and it's called Hardercolm. It was a, a difficult hike. It, <laughs> it was, was. It was pretty strenuous. Um, it was a really good choice. I'm glad we did it. It was a lot of fun, but it was like seven and a half miles. And we started at nine in the morning. I don't think we ended up finishing until about one thirty. Yeah. You can go up on a cable car if you don't want to do the hike. So there is a um a restaurant and other like little stuff up there at the top where we we did stop and have a beer um after we made it to the top we rewarded ourselves with with a beer up there and there's a big um outlook area where you can walk out on this on this balcony and it overlooks the two lakes which interlocking means between the lakes and there's two huge lakes absolutely beautiful the watercolor there is unlike anywhere like the closest I've seen to it is like Banff Canada with just like the blue of the water and and you get to see both of the lakes from from way up high but we we're we're there we do the hike and then we're headed back and we take a wrong turn and I heard something in the leaves something loud (laughs) like and I was a little concerned I wasn't sure what it was and so I told you like, Hey, um, be, be calm, but I just like be quiet for a minute. I'm not sure what that is. And you took be calm as like sound the alarms. <laughs> be calm and be scared. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we hear a little more rustling in the woods and you were convinced that it was a bear. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure it was a squirrel. You think it might have been a bear. Yeah. Well, now I think it might have been a deer or some, or a sheep or something. Or a squirrel. No, it was really loud. <laughs> it was pretty notable. But but I've done a lot more hiking since then. That's true. That's so true. So that we, was the beginning of our hiking expeditions. Yeah, we've we've hiked a lot since then. But you were you were hay bearing your way for the next mile or so as we as we made our way 
back down. Well, you didn't say like the other part of the story, which is that like we were lost. There was a really um, tight switchback and it was Mm -hmm. really easy to overlook. And so people just like us had kept overlooking that switchback and they just kept walking forward when in fact you're supposed to make a sharp u-turn so we missed it just like all these other people and we'd all kind of created this trail and then all of a sudden you realize like i'm nowhere and i hear sounds like a bear (laughs) (laughs) it made it extra stressful but um (laughs) but uh yeah my heart was racing there were some times in there some of our first hikes there in Europe and then also when we came back to the U.S., a lot of hikes like just stressed me out more than anything. Like I was just like, I am so stressed. I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But you've gotten you've gotten a lot better where now we go on hikes and I feel like you don't even sweat it much now. Yeah, that's true. And um, and I don't take Xanax anymore when we hike. So that's <laughs> definitely like a... Definitely growing. Making strides. Making strides. Oh, man. But yeah, like all of that was on our way up because we like Mm -hmm. missed like all kinds of this route and everything. And then all of a sudden we were like, wait a second. Okay. Now we know where we need to go. Let's, you know, keep going and see if we can find our way up. We retraced our steps. We we, we retraced our steps. And then we ended up seeing this girl and she was like, Okay, it's 10 more minutes. It's very steep. It's 10 more minutes, but it's totally worth it. And it was very steep the rest of the way, but it was like totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really cool making it to the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I said, there's a bunch of stuff up there. We had like a couple beers and just got to hang out up there. Yeah. Before we went back down. One of my favorite things was that when you're up there, you can get up on these platforms and take amazing pictures. You can also see um, some of the snow-capped mountains all around you, including Mm. the three famous peaks that they talk about a lot. There's Eiger, which has one of the most dangerous north faces. Um, There's Jungfrau and then uh, Monk. I might not be saying that right, but um, but those are like the three ones that everybody knows. Everybody there can like point out the different mountains yeah. to you. And um, it was really fun to see those. But then also when you're out there on this platform, there are stories of how um, paragliders, if they're really good and the weather's just right, um, they can whiz by. And if you reach out and hand them a beer, they can <laughs> grab it from you. Yeah. I love that. That would be really cool. Yeah, that'd be so fun. Um, And, you know, they're all friends with the locals and stuff. So they just kind of like tell their friend like, hey, I'm coming. Get me a beer ready. (laughs) I just love that. I think that's so fun. Um, Those those beers up there were some of my favorite beers that we had in Europe just because of the just because of the scene. It was awesome. Yeah, I do remember like once we finally made it down. We were pretty tired. Oh, yeah. Our legs were like shaking. That evening, we decided to reward ourselves with a little bit of fondue. We had some ice cream um, that afternoon. Then that evening, we went to a restaurant called Baron, um, where we had fondue. Um, We had the cheese fondue. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't think it was until there that I realized that in Switzerland, you can also do meat fondue right so rather than cheese it's like oil and they bring you basically raw meat 
and you stick your skewer in it and you cook it in the oil and eat it, which was pretty expensive. So we didn't do it, but, um, I just, I thought that was kind of cool. I might have to do that when we, when we go back. But, um, I think we had, um, didn't we have goulash as well? there you did that's right you had goulash with horse meat in it yes i had never eaten horse before that was a first um and yeah i uh i'm still not sure how i feel about it like it tasted fine it was fine i I ate it it was was just fine but yeah it uh it was was just a little different it was like a stroganoff is what it was that's right yeah 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 and like the cheese fondue that we had I remember asking, like, I was a little surprised because I imagined, like, queso. And I'm sorry for all of you Europeans, but when you grow up in Texas, you're used to melted cheese being like a queso. And so I imagined it being like that. And mm. and it's not at all. It's, um, I can only presume it's Swiss cheese. I asked the waitress, assuming for some reason that she would know more than I would. What they served. She did not. She <laughs> yeah. goes, I'll have to go ask my boss. And then she never reported back. And I was like, okay, whatever. But um, I'm pretty sure it was Swiss cheese. I'm going to, I'm going to take a wild stab at that. But, but yeah, it's not exactly queso, but it is good. Um, and I would definitely try the meat uh, fondue, like you said. Yeah. And the, the place we went was very authentic, had a, a chalet feel to it. It was rainy outside. So it felt kind of cozy inside there and was was a lot of fun a, a good way to to kind of wrap up that day yeah for sure and our third day was so cool because we went I mean all of these days just like scream out at me I love them but our third day we went to Lake Brian's and um it's one of the two lakes that Interlochen is kind of in the middle of. And um, the cool part is you can you can hop on the bus for free. And it took us to um, a little town called Iselwald. Isel, Iselwald, I think. Um, and it's on Lake Brienz. And like you said, that, that water there is like a turquoise blue. And Lake Brienz is of the two lakes, Lake Brienz is the most blue yeah, of them. Yeah. And um, it was so cute riding that bus because it's winding around this mountain. So it's constantly having these blind curves that it's having to drive around. And every time it'd come around a corner, the the bus would honk. And the horn was really long, like this really loud (laughs) song. And so we'd like play this little tune and um, come to find out it's because it helps them avoid crashes while they're going around all those steep and curvy roads. So it actually serves a purpose. It's not just, ha ha, funny. (laughs) But this little village was so tiny. It was so quiet and peaceful, even with all the other tourists there. It was very nice. And we just found like this little grassy spot on the water and we like laid out our blankets because we'd brought our um our towels that we'd been carrying around Europe and we laid them all out and I was reading Da Vinci Code for like the third or fourth time that's right um but I had found it gosh where did I buy that somewhere in England in mm-hmm. I think uh, in the Cotswolds in right? the Cotswolds yeah and I'd like found it for like a dollar and I was like what a great book to read while you're traveling Europe. Yeah. And so that was really a good investment. Um, And so I was reading that and um, I only had like a hundred pages left, which was like nothing because it's such a big book, but, um, (laughs) but it was getting really hot. And I remember we were like, let's go get something to drink. 
And the closest thing that we could come up with was there was something called a campground nearby. Yeah. And we were like, we don't really know what a campground is exactly here, but we'll go check it out. <laughs> and it was like a fun little area on the water that was like, you could camp in a tent if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. You could just lay out on their like um, lounge um, uh, chairs and stuff like that. Um, it was kind of like almost being like poolside somewhere yeah yeah that's a good way to put it yeah and um there's a little bar there you could order food you could order drinks um and so we went and grabbed a beer there and then we went paddleboarding because there is where you could also rent paddle boards yeah and so we rented some paddle boards and um i'm embarrassed to say that was the first time i've ever paddleboard boarded because i have wanted to for like years and i keep thinking yeah 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 i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that and i never have i was like Super happy to do it this time, except the water was incredibly cold. Oh, it was very cold. But there were lots of other people paddleboarding too. Yeah. And uh, so it was, we were not the only ones. There were people swimming actually, like full on jumping off the cliff swimming. Yeah. Well, they had a diving board there too. Oh, that's like, right. They had a diving board. And so like there was a whole family of, and like all the teenagers were just diving and diving and diving off that that's diving right. board. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember when we were looking for like, paddleboard rentals we kept looking it up and we couldn't find them mm-hmm. but it's because like in switzerland they call them sup sup um, and i think it means stand up paddleboarding or yeah. something like that I'm, I'm not sure but um you know i thought that was like uh like i was like oh i never see that but um but we both did it for the first time it was a little tricky takes a little bit of effort um but it was really peaceful and um we even found like this little island that like had like lots of trees on it and everything and there was like a swan right there nesting yeah on the edge of the water Mm -hmm. which was like crazy we were really close yeah and then there was a mansion there on this little peninsula that we got like really close to to see and then um we got lots of footage too you guys we even got gopro footage like of us paddle boarding and uh you can check that out on youtube it was it was pretty fun we did not fall into the water which is like miracle <laughs> yeah i think i made extra sure because the water was so cold i was like yeah. i'm gonna be very very careful and just move slowly because i do not want to fall in. yeah One thing I didn't expect is, um, even though it was pretty warm, I knew it was like hot outside, but we got sunburned. We did. We got a lot of sun. Yeah, that was intense. And so that's when on our way home, we went to the grocery store and I managed to purchase two very expensive bottles (laughs) of sunscreen unnecessarily. (laughs) That really was a great way to spend our last day uh, there in Interlochen. We got to stay for a few days you knew you loved it. And so we'd scheduled a little more time there and it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think we just made some ramen noodles and then got packed up because we were headed to Zermatt. Zermatt, home of the Matterhorn. Yeah. So if you have ever had a Toblerone candy bar, um, you know, the shape of the Matterhorn cause it's the one on there. Very iconic. Um, and that city is from everywhere in that city. You can see the Matterhorn. It, was so cool yeah it's like a mountain um that is exactly from how the grinch stole christmas <laughs> it's literally you can see exactly exactly what dr seuss was doing there you're like yep yeah it's inspiration for sure so you'll want to make sure that you're subscribed so you can come with us for that if you're going to watch one of our youtube videos go check 
this one out for Interlochen because there's just so much visual there. The Lauterbrunnen Valley itself, I'm sure that we won't even do it justice, but we'll do our best. And yeah. just being able to see kind of what we're talking about, it's definitely one you want to check out. We did not say this, but there is video of us paragliding. Yeah. So that is in the video. You can actually kind of like go with us to paraglide because they we they filmed um, our takeoff. Mm-hmm. Um, we also filmed us like both in the air, and we bought that footage so that we could share it with you guys. So yeah, so fun. Yeah, it, it's really fun. You're you're gonna want to see it. Uh, excited to share it with you when you go check it out. Um, that's a great way to connect with us. Um, leave us a comment. Tell us if you've been to Switzerland, if you have experience with the Swiss Alps, like what you did, where you went. We want to know about it. Um, and you can also find us on social media, um, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, Instagram and TikTok. We're really active on, so you can reach out to us that way too. Yeah, for sure, guys. And um, we hope you are planning some great big adventure and checking something off of your bucket list because life is short. Wonder well. <laughs>